you let him know how much you love him this morning? He is for you. We serve a great God. Hallelujah. Go ahead and lift up praise to him. You're in the house of God. You made it. Doesn't matter what you've been through this week. You made it to the house of the Lord. And he's for you today. Hallelujah. 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 We thank you, Jesus, for your goodness and your mercy and your loving kindness. Amen. I feel such a beautiful presence of the Lord here this morning. And my, my wife is not one for speaking, but on her behalf, uh, thank you for your kindness to her. And Sister Emily, thank you for your very kind and sweet words and I'm probably a little partial but I see her every day and I can testify that it all is all true and John Smith definitely does spend a lot of time in the sanctuary praying some of you don't know what that is but it's a long story but she goes by an alias um, she thought she was being funny um, on social media and incognito and she just wanted to be you know have a small circle there and so it has bled into our our prayer group and she is a praying lady and so godly and so classy and I'm I'm thankful for her and I may say a little bit more if that's okay if she gets back in here before I um, go to the text I want to also honor my my beautiful and classy mother-in-law this morning and she is the perfect example for my wife and I could not be more grateful for that my wife has seamlessly gone through the different stages of life and the challenges that we have faced um, since the day we said I do, January the 15th, 1995. And um, I credit that, of course, to the Lord, but also to my mother-in-law who has gone before her and walked before her and led with the perfect spirit and the perfect demeanor. And she has always been the picture of class and I love her so, so very much. Would you honor her this morning? I love you. Amen. Amen. I honor my mother. I, I lost her when I was 19, as you know. And she was 52 years old. And when I was... When I was young, I thought that was old. And now that I'm just a few months away from 52, I realize how very young that it is. And uh, she suffered for the last several, uh, seven years of her life with cancer. And there are many times that I wish that she was here to see this, to meet you. Um, she was a phenomenal musician. There have been many a times I would have loved to have seen her hands on this keyboard and this 
this organ and to play with our worship team. And um, I miss her. I miss her frequently and, and, um, and often. And she was a tremendous lady. I cannot wait to see her again on that great celestial shore. And I say that uh, not to put a yoke of sadness on us this morning, but to tell you, if you still have your mother, don't take a day of that for granted. Uh, you, only, you only have her once, and she deserves all the honor and respect and um, anything else that, that you can give her to show appreciation to her. And I wish all of our mothers a happy Mother's Day. And we love all of you, and we appreciate all of you so very much. And we greet our guests as well, and we wish them a happy Mother's Day. Would you welcome our guests here this morning? And I, I told you that I would say a little more, but I am so grateful for my wife this morning when I wished her a happy Mother's Day. I said thank you for being our mother, our mom, and I know sometimes she feels like she's my mom as well, all the cooking and cleaning and stuff, that's the stuff that goes along with it, and, um, and I, I don't know if I have to remind her that I'm her husband sometimes or she has to remind me that I'm her husband, um, but, uh, but every, she has that motherly instinct as all of our uh, wives in this place do to your husbands um, as well and I'm so thankful for her constant and consistent um, labor of love toward us she works so very hard and sister Emily said it uh, so well she works so very hard for this church constantly going for this church constantly doing things for this church and our kids um, and she wakes up thinking about her family. She wakes up thinking about this church. She goes to bed thinking about her family, and she goes to bed thinking about this church, and I'm, I'm so thankful that God gave her to me. Um, it, it, it's so many years, um, though she is still under 30, it's so many years that, that I... Um, can't hardly remember what it felt like to be not married to her and I love her so very much and I'm so grateful for her and for all of you I have a few quotes this morning about Mother's Day hopefully you will find some humor in them before I read my text and some of them are from kids some of them are from teenagers I probably won't tell you uh, who's from what uh, or whatever or what's from who and some of them are from mothers themselves and I think you'll identify uh, with some of them I have about 15 of them so if you get bored along the way just wave your hand and say that that's good that's good we got the point but uh, I'll go through them here pretty quick laugh if you want to or just kind of soak it all in or whatever um, but this was a text and it said happy Mother's Day and in parentheses, it says, and while I have you, quick apologies for ages 13 through 21. <laughs> and number two, mom, I love you even though I'll never accept your friend request. 
That's true. All the teenagers said amen. You got one amen, Sister Bright. Number three, dear mom, thank you for keeping all the bad stuff I did from dad. Number four, silence is golden unless you have kids and then silence is suspicious. Number five, every day I wake up and think how on earth did I become this much like my mother? That, of course, was from a mother. And then the next mother said, sometimes I open my mouth and my mother comes out. How many of you ladies can identify with that? Number seven, it's not easy being a mom. If it were, fathers would do it too. That's Betty White said that. I messed that up a little bit. But if it's not easy being a mom, if it were easy, fathers would do it as well. Number eight, if at first you don't succeed, try doing it the way your mom told you to do it from the start because they're always right. Number nine, like all parents, my husband and I just do the best we can and hold our breath and hope that we've set aside enough money to pay for our kids' therapy. Number 10... Why don't kids understand that their nap is not for them, it's for us? Sister Emily said amen on that. Number 11, my mother had a great deal of trouble with me. Mark Twain said this, my mother had a great deal of trouble with me, but I think she really enjoyed it. Number 12, my mother's menu consisted of two choices, take it or leave it. Number 13, when your mother asks, do you want a piece of advice? It's a mere formality. It doesn't matter whether you say yes or no, you're going to get it anyway. Number 14, I didn't fully wrap my head around the fact that there would be a person at the end of this pregnancy. I read endlessly about pregnancy and what to eat and what not to eat, and then I sort of prepared not at all for the actual baby. <laughs> Any of you mothers identify with that? And then my favorite one, this is from Reese Witherspoon. Uh, Witherspoon. It was on the Internet. I always say if you aren't yelling at your kids, you just aren't spending enough time with them. Amen. Would you honor our mothers just by a, a hand clap this morning? We, we love you, and even though your kids probably don't say it enough, we do honor you today. And trust me, everything you do is appreciated, and nothing will be forgotten. Nothing will be forgotten. I want to turn to the book of Exodus this morning chapter 6 and I'll read a few verses beginning at verse 16 and I won't be long this morning but I want to talk to you this morning about something that the Lord has laid on our heart or my heart for our mothers and let me just say the men um, are not exempt from this service this is the time when we really reflect on the power of motherhood 
and what it is that they do and all that they accomplish and take care of our our families uh, tonight we will have service as we normally do it's going to be a powerful service tonight is not a holiday a lot of people are making it a holiday we're going to be in the house of the Lord tonight and God is going to do some very powerful things verse 16 these are the names of the sons of Levi according to their generations Gershon and Kohath and Merari and the years of the life of Levi were 137 years. The sons of Gershon, Libni, and Shimei, according to their families. The sons of Kohath, Amran, and Isar, and Hebron, and Uziel. And the years of the life of Kohath were a hundred and thirty and three years and the sons of Merari Mahali and Mushi these are the families of Levi according to their generations and Amram took him Jochebed his father's sister's wife yes he married his aunt and she bore him Aaron and Moses and the years of the life of Amram were 137 years. I want to talk to you this morning about the womb of deliverance. And I want to talk to you about Jochebed this morning and tell you a little bit about her and see if we can relate that to our own individual lives. Would you pray with me right now? Father, we... Thank you for your goodness. You are so kind and merciful to us. We thank you, O oh Lord, for everything that you have done and are doing in our lives. Thank you for your anointing that we feel in this place. Just go ahead and lift your voice just a little bit if you would. We pray that your power and your anointing would rest upon us in this place. We pray, Lord, for a moving, for a stirring we pray that you would minister to the hearts and be a blessing to every individual here this morning, but especially our mothers. We pray for strength upon them. We pray, God, that you would lighten their load. We pray for peace upon their mind. And we pray that you would bless us in this day. And everybody said in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Thank you for your patience in, in standing. We... We read about a lot of prominent people in the Bible. Many of them in the Old Testament become kings. They become great warriors. They become prophets and priests. They become great men of renown and women of purity and holiness in the Scripture. And as Pastor Jackson made it so abundantly clear, they all came from a mother. And so the origin of their beginning is, is worth looking into. We can't look into all of them, but we can look into three of them this morning who all had obviously the same mother because they were siblings, and the mother's name was 
Jochebed. In Numbers chapter 26 and verse 59, the Bible said the name of Amram's wife was Jochebed, the daughter of Levi, whom her mother bore to Levi in Egypt. And she bore unto Amram Aaron and Moses and Miriam, their sister. Jochebed had three children. If you go to the book of Exodus, you will find a very intriguing story about the birth of one of her sons whose name was Moses. He was born not only in the land of Egypt, but he was born in the land of Egypt during a time of slavery. The children of Israel were under a tremendous oppressive force from Pharaoh and the taskmasters in Egypt, and they had them in bondage. It was not only a time of slavery, but it was a time of great wrath, anger, and vengeance because there had arisen a Pharaoh that did not know Joseph, who was responsible for bringing the children of Israel into the land of Egypt. They were dwelling in the land of Goshen. It was a blessed place. But Pharaoh was afraid that the children of Israel were going to multiply. He understood that something was on them that was unseen, something that, that could not really be calculated. It couldn't be determined by him as to what exactly it was. He just knew that there was some power or some blessing on them that they were multiplying greatly. And so he ordered a decree that all of the firstborn males of the children of Israel would be murdered. They would be slaughtered from the time that they came out of the womb. Now, I think of the courage of Jochebed during this time. I think not only of her courage, but, but her love. The love of a mother that is willing to put herself and anybody else around her, if need be, in danger to protect the life of her child. And so Moses was born, and the Bible said that she hid him for a time. But when she could hide him no more, she, in her, with her motherly instincts and the way mothers just find a way to get done, she made him an ark of bulrushes, and she pitched it on the inside and without with mud and pitch. And she put it in the river Nile and set Moses in it and let him. She watched as the little basket went down the river. Can you imagine releasing your child into a river full of snakes, venomous snakes, crocodiles? Not only that, but not knowing where he was going to end up. But somehow she trusted God. We don't read a lot about Jochebed's relationship with God but she had to be a woman of faith and she had to have such an undying and amazing trust in God to have placed her baby in this basket and see him float down this very dangerous river not knowing what would befall him and of course we also read of the sister of Moses her name was Miriam that ran down the other side of the Nile River, keeping an eye on the basket. It was her that saw 
Pharaoh's daughter coming down from the palace and, and finding the basket and looking in. She pulled back the, the cover that was upon him, and the Bible said that, that the child cried out. Miriam witnessed the daughter of Pharaoh pulling Moses out of the water, and somehow in God's wisdom and his power and his foresight, he allowed Miriam to negotiate Moses being taken care of by not by Pharaoh's daughter, but by Jochebed, Jochebed, the mother of Moses herself. And God arranged all of this. But it started with the love and the courage and the faith of a mother. I don't think there's really any true way to capture or to explain or to to lay out in, in a fashion uh, that would be soothing enough to really define what it means to be a mother. There is something so instinctive that is built inside of every female, especially when that child comes, it's like a switch is turned on. And the instincts and the intuitiveness goes to another level. They always know. Mothers always know. They can identify the cry of a child. They know when a child is not being obedient. They know when a child is hiding something. They know when something is going on that is not supposed to go on. They're there to dry the tears. They're there to bandage the wounds. They are there to help with the homework. They are fixing meals and they are washing clothes and they are taking care of the every need of the child. Because God put it instinctively in the DNA of a mother. And Jochebed was such a great example of the mother of three highly successful children. Moses really is the focus of attention in the book of Exodus. He is the one that grew up the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He's the one that grew up in the palace. He went to the best of the Egyptian schools. But I believe that it was somewhere in those early years of Moses' life, as Jochebed there in the palace, not even realizing them, not even realizing who she was and what her connection to the child was. But we don't hear of the conversations that she had with Moses. We don't know of the prayers that she prayed over Moses. But we know that what Moses became. And so we know that in his early years, Jochebed had to have been fending off the philosophies of Egypt. She had to have been helping him understand his true identity. Moses, you're not part of this world. You don't belong to this kingdom. That is not your king. That is not your grandfather. That is not your real mother. Let me tell you who you are, Moses. You are a Hebrew you are a son of Abraham. You are a child of God. We don't hear about those conversations just like we have not heard of the many conversations that the mothers in this place have had with their children. Countless hours of putting the scripture in them, getting them dressed to come to the house of the Lord, keeping them separated from the wrong kind of friends, monitoring what's happening with the video game system, keeping 
things away from them that you can find on your phone in the palm of your hand now. The mother always defending instruction, pouring into, giving wisdom, giving counsel, giving correction, giving rebuke when it's necessary because a mother's job is never done. But because of that, this amazing this amazing role that women play in our world are able not only to bring us into this world. They're not only able to carry us in the gestation period during that nine months to refrain, pull back from caffeine and substance and certain foods and uh, medication and things that would damage the growth and the health of the child. It's not, it's not just that. That's just the beginning. But when the child is born, it's the constant pouring into. I'm looking at mothers in this place today that have poured into your kids and have had those conversations and have prayed over them and you've laid awake at night and you've worried over them. But the Lord works through the ministry of motherhood. He works when the child is in the womb. The Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 5, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. He said that to Jeremiah. God's purpose was on the life of Jeremiah before he was ever formed in the womb. And then when he was formed in the womb, that process was set in motion. And then when he was born into this world, there was a mother there to teach him the fear of God and the awe and the reverence of God and to teach him we are a separated people. We are in this world, but we are not of this world. We have a God that cares about us. Those conversations that mothers think the children never hear, they keep on playing with the cars while you keep on talking. Hey, listen to me. Hey, look at me. Hey, look at me when I'm talking to you. The conversations and the words that you think they never listen to, the Bible says train up a child in the way that they should go. And when they are old, they will not depart from it. Moses, was he was not a man that did not make mistakes. He was a man that committed a murder. He was a man that got himself in trouble in Egypt and had to leave there and go to the land of, of Midian and marry into a family that was not like the family that he was brought up into. I don't condone that. But somewhere along the way, the words and the prayers of Jochebed paid off. The faith and the courage of Jochebed. It was 80 years from the time that Jochebed stood on the bank of that Nile River and put her baby in a basket and watched with puddled eyes, filled with tears, wondering what would befall him. It was 80 years later when Jochebed was no longer even around, when the voice of the Lord spoke through a burning bush and said, I have kept you, I have I have groomed you. I have prepared you. I am sending you back to the place where you were born and you are going to deliver my people. Mothers have the power to raise up world changers. Every word that is spoken and every prayer that is prayed will not return void.
it is going to pay off. You have the ability to bring people into this world like a Ruth, like a Naomi, like the prophetess Anna in the New Testament, like David, like Samson, like Jephthah. Pastor Jackson said it. I know it's a simple concept. They all came from mothers, but those men and those women came from godly mothers. And they came from mothers that would not stop talking. They would not stop saying it. They would not stop getting in their business. They would not quit repeating the same thing over and over again. Reading the law to them. Reciting the scripture to them. And because of that, not only did Jochebed give birth to Moses, who became the the great deliverer of of Israel. I'm talking about the womb of deliverance. God raised him up to be a deliverer to the nation. But he didn't leave Aaron and Miriam out because the Bible said that Aaron was to be the prophet to Moses while Moses was to be the prophet to the nation. And Miriam is referred to as they came on the other side of the Red Sea and she began to sing and began to express thanksgiving to the Lord. The Bible called her a prophetess. And so all three of them had a prophetic anointing on them before the Holy Ghost which is the spirit of prophecy, was ever poured out in the second chapter of Acts. That started with a mother. I don't know what it was when she said over what she spoke over Moses when she put him in that basket and watched him float down that river. I don't know what divine utterance was coming out of her mouth, but I think it may have sounded a little bit like this. Now, devil, you keep your hands off my baby. Now, Lord, I need you to keep your hand on my baby. I don't know what's going to befall him, but you know what's going to happen to him. I'm putting him not only in this river, but I'm putting him in the hands of God. I'm going to tell you, you don't want to mess with a mama and her baby. I got my, my wife a Mother's Day card, and it said something about Mama Bear on there. You don't want to mess with Mama Bear. Because she will defend her children to the death. God made you that way. Don't stop talking. Don't stop praying. Don't stop speaking faith over your child's life. Don't stop prophesying over them. Because in doing that, you are prophesying the spirit of prophecy into their lives. You don't know, but they they might be raised up to be the deliverer of a nation, a missionary an evangelist, a pastor, a CEO that will fund revival in the kingdom of God. Amen. I thank God for everything. I think think of some of the discussions uh, that my mother and I had when I was younger, and it's weird the things that you remember, and it's strange the things that you strain to remember and you can't remember, but some of the strangest things that, that stick out to you. And I won't go through any of them here today, but but suffice it to say at 51 years old and only having my mother in my life for 19 years, I remember so many meaningful conversations. I, I remember the things that upset her, the things that just really cut her to the quick and caused her to have to 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 offer a swift rebuke 
I, I didn't ignore it. I wasn't dismissive of it. I didn't shrug it off. It hit me right in my heart because I knew that she was right. I want to tell some mothers in this place today, the enemy wants to intimidate you in this day and hour and tell you that you're old-fashioned and that you need to quit saying that. You just need to let them do what, they, what they're going to do or whatever. But a mother never needs to be quiet. I'm making some enemies of some young people here tonight, this morning. But a mother never needs to be quiet. You trust me, your children are hearing it. Amen. Rebecca, the, the wife of Isaac, she was pregnant, and the Bible said that she was twins. I want to speak to another another uh, segment of um, the people here, the mothers here this morning. She was pregnant with twins, two babies in the womb, and the Lord spoke to her during her pregnancy, and this is what he said. Two nations are in thy womb. Two nations. God did not see them as two small fetuses, just two babies. He didn't say two babies. He said two nations because God was speaking to their potential. Now, unfortunately, there was a prophetic word in God's foresight. He looked down through time, and he, he saw that, that one of them was going to respect the things of God. One of them was going to love the things of God. One of them was going to embrace the sanctity of God's covenant and his words and his law. The other would sell his birthright. He would cheapen and he would diminish and he would reduce the things of God. It had nothing to do with Rebecca. Amen. But they had two different nat uh, natures. And he said they are two nations. God was speaking to their potentials. And I, I, I want to say to the mothers in here today, I believe that Rebecca raised them the same way. I believe that she said the same things to them. I believe she taught them the same way. I, I believe she prayed for them the same way. But for whatever reason, there was something in the nature of Esau that was not like the nature of Jacob. And I want to speak to some mother or mothers in here this morning and to tell you, you do what you're supposed to do as a mother and let God worry about the rest. Everybody's not going to be a Jacob, and I know that's heartbreaking. You say, well, you need to have better news for me. Well, if there's an Esau in the house... You need to take note here today that you can be raised by the same mother and still be lost. It's not guaranteed just because you live in a godly home and have godly parents that God is going to feel sorry enough for you to save you. To whom much is given, much is required. Amen. I believe that Rebecca did everything in her power to raise them the same way even though she had a she had a, a different propensity for favoritism toward Jacob. I don't think it was because of their looks. I don't think it was because of their personality. I believe there was always just something a little cantankerous in the spirit of Esau. And Rebecca just couldn't tolerate it once it got to a certain point. And she was not going to let him get what rightfully belonged to the obedient child. Raise your children the very best that you can. 
There's, there's, no, there's no manual that tells you that if you do A, B, and C that everything's going to turn out perfect. But what it does say is if you'll train them up, when they're old, they will not depart from it. And we do have evidence, even though there were some things in Esau's life and his descendants wreaked havoc and all that kind of stuff, there, there was some healing that went on in Esau's life. He was given every opportunity down the road because of the way Rebecca, because of the way Rebecca raised him. We read in the, in the book of Genesis about uh, Rachel and Leah, who were the wives, the two wives of Jacob, and the Bible said that Leah was hated. The reward from God to Leah to take care and to bless her because she was hated was the Bible said that God opened her womb. God opened her womb. Childbearing and children are a gift from the Lord. They are a gift from the Lord, and it's never to be taken lightly. Leah was hated, but after that, God opened her womb, and she bore six children that became leaders in Israel. And I don't have time to go through all that, but she, she opened, God opened up her womb. And so I want to say to us this morning, don't stop doing what you do. And I want to say to the church, don't stop doing what you do. This is, this is the mother. The church is the mother. She's the nurturer. She, she's the one that picks up on every little thing that, that the child, the children are going through. She's the intuitive one. She's the one that pays attention to every little thing that goes on. We're the church, and we've got to help some people in their discipleship process. We've got to speak words of faith over them instead of discouraging them. We've got to pray for them. We've got to prophesy over them. We've got to believe in every person that walks in the doors of this church. Every person matters. Some of them are going to be a Jacob and some of them are going to be an Esau. But we're going to train them the same. And we're going to teach them the same. And we're going to pray over them the same. And we're going to believe that somewhere in all of the mothering that we're doing, God's going to raise up a Moses. God's going to raise up an Aaron. And God's going to raise up a Miriam with prophetic anointing and prophetic destiny upon them. Aaron became the head of the priestly tribe. He became the head of the priesthood. He was the high priest. All three of these children came out of one mother, Jochebed. I believe there's an anointing on the mothers in this building today that's, that out of your wounds have already come and will come in the future. Some of you young ladies are going to come world changers and people that will lead us into revival. They will lead the people of God through the wilderness. I'm almost done. I believe there's some ladies in this place that out of the womb is going to come deliverance. Preachers are going to come out of the womb. Missionaries are going to come out. Worship leaders are going to come out of the womb. Soul winners are going to come out of the womb. Come on. 
I'm preaching about the womb of deliverance today. Out of greater faith, out of this mother, which is the church, is going to come. People are going to shake this city in the next generation. And if the Lord tarries the next one and the next one, would you clap your hands unto the Lord and give him praise? Oh, come on, give him praise. Hallelujah. 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 Why don't you why don't you stand and why don't you just why don't we just come around the front here for just a couple of moments here? Just everybody come around the front. We're not this is not you're not joining the church and and this is not the sinner's prayer and all of this, but we're we're gonna pray for our mothers. Today, just just come on up if you will. We got some trying to get down the middle aisle. Today, um, Brother Kai Jacobs texted me, and he said it's for real this time. And he said they're saying Silas is coming today. And I said, well, that is some kind of strategy right there. She she arranged to have her child on Mother's Day. <laughs> and so we want you to we want you to pray for for her, pray for him, pray for the baby, and believe that everything will be just absolutely perfect. I I just I just want to say to the mothers, when you when you feel like you want to give up, don't. When you feel like you want to quit, don't. Don't ever stop. When you feel like it's not doing any good, it is. When you feel like they're not listening, they are. You have a powerful anointing on you. And you're a gift to the human race. Keep doing what you're doing. You're anointed to do what you're doing. Now, if... If your husband, if you're standing next to your wife, you have children or whatever, I want you to just kind of, you're going to pray for her in just a moment. And we're going to pray peace and strength and joy and honor upon our mothers right now. Would you pray with me, Father? In the name of Jesus, I, I pray, Lord, that you would cover Every mother in this place, cover them, strengthen them. And I pray, God, that I know they're intuitive, but I pray that you would increase their intuition. I pray that you would in, increase their, their courage and willingness to be obedient to their intuitive nature, to continue to guide their children, to continue to love their children, to literally mother them, to cover them, to pray over them, to prophesy over them, to speak into their life. In the name of Almighty God, I pray that you would put angels about them. I pray, Lord, that you would 
allow heaven's wisdom to flow down through their spirit. Help them, Lord Jesus, to know what to do in every situation. To stand against the flood tide of iniquity that would seek to pervert and warp the minds of, of their children. I pray, oh God, that you would anoint their voice when they speak, Lord God. Let it go straight to the heart of the child. Let conviction come upon the child, God, because of the mother's instruction and counsel and at times correction. I pray, Father, in Jesus' name, let the angels of the Lord be with every mother in every home. Help them, Lord Jesus, to know that you're with them every step of the way. Whether they have to protect them, Lord, from the slaughter as it was in Pharaoh's day, whether they have to put them in a basket and put them in the Nile River and see them float down a river full of danger, not knowing what will befall them. I pray that you would give every mother the confidence to know that your hand is going to take care of them. Amen. That every child's going to end up living for God. That they're going to come back to you, Lord. In Jesus' name, let your anointing, let your anointing, let your anointing rest upon us this morning. In Jesus' name, would you clap your hands unto the Lord and give him praise? Amen.